Hey there, I'm Janine Noggle, and I'm the host of the UECU podcast. Thank you for joining us today. This is the first monthly episode of the UECU podcast, and we are excited to get started. So why a podcast? (laughs) So as a virtual credit union since 1934, we welcome new ways to connect with our partners, our members, and our friends. And a podcast seemed like a perfect way to share important information while also giving listeners a chance to kind of get to know the real people behind the logo, Um, including our expert staff, which you'll be meeting one today, our partners and our members. Um, So we'll talk about money, of course, um, but we'll also be talking about more than just that because we want you to get to know the real us. And we want to get to know you, and we want you to get to know the communities that we serve um, because they're important to us. And, uh, yes, we want you to feel confident about how you manage your hard-earned money. So that is always the underlying goal, um, but we're more than about money, aren't we all? So today we're going to talk about kids and money. And, um, you know, I think we could probably talk about this topic for the next three hours. We promise we won't. (laughs) 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 But, um, you know, these are two topics that simply and are forever going to be intertwined. Um, You know, the average family today that has two kids spends almost $13,000 a year on every kid every year. So we have to talk about these things. So, you know, money creeps into our lives around the topic of kids for a lot of different reasons. You know, when the baby's on the way, we're thinking about money. Everyday shopping with little kids, just start praying now. Um, Back to school shopping, giving kids an allowance, extracurricular activities, because boy, are they costly. Um, First bank accounts, new teen driver, insurance, Mm. that's a whole other topic. First jobs. Uh, high school graduation, college and technical schools, living independently as young adults. You know, we've all gone through that ourselves, but it's different when we're doing that for our kids. But the truth is, uh, money is just a natural part of those moments in life. So the common denominator is us, the parents, right? We have to provide the advice and the guidance, um, but we don't have to do that in a vacuum. So that's why today... I have a guest who is also um, a parent um, who also has gone through all of these phases or some of them. I've gone through a few more than you. Yes. Um, But Paula Simmons is one of our national account representatives, and she has uh, spent a lot of time going out and chatting with folks about this very topic. So I'm excited to have you with me today, Paula. Thanks so much for joining me. Oh, thanks for having me, Janine. So tell us a little bit about your path first like we just want to get to know you so you know how did you end up at UECU where did that whole thing come from so fun story uh graduated high school kind of not knowing where I wanted to go in life like most kids did some construction work some family stuff and then was depositing one of my weekly checks into a local bank and the lady said hey we're looking for some part-time tellers would you like to join us filled out an application, ended up being full-time, and stayed at that bank for quite a few years. Obviously, banks merge. <laughs> ended, I ended up down here in Lancaster County, met my husband, was with another credit union for a few years, kind of bounced all around different, you know, teller, lending, customer service. And at one point, there was an opening here, and I was like, you know, I would like to kind of expand my horizons with business development. So that's what led me here to UECU. So what is it about, because I have to ask this question, because, um, okay, I was, I was a national account rep a long time ago. <laughs> so I'm just curious, because I know in my experience, like, when I read that job description, like, wh- like, what was your first thought when you read the job description for being a national account rep? What was it that excited you? Just the ability to reach so many other people. Uh, small kind of side story with this. That first job... I knew nothing about finances. I didn't know how to balance a checkbook. I didn't know how to budget. First day on the job, I had someone sit down with me because I was a ATM balance checker back there. And, and of course, back, you know, early 2000s, the ATMs were probably like a week behind. So I would incur quite a few uh, insufficient funds fees. And you can't have that when you're working in an institution. 
And that lady just, it resonated with me, her taking the time to sit down with this, you know, rough and tumble kid coming in. And I just want to be able to spread that out. And I love the idea of working with a credit union that is trade specific and being able to spread that wellness out. So it was more of that than anything else in that description. Like this is going to give me a chance to kind of pay it forward what was was done for me. That's cool. Uh, you know, I, um, I think we all in a way become teachers just be working in the industry it's like any industry you kind of get to know all the things that are happening within that world and you just go oh wow like people really need to know this right yeah. and then all of a sudden it's just like um so let's talk about that right <laughs> no well, I, I, hear up. <laughs> I hear you i hear you i will be honest like when i looked at that job description for the first time and i'm like yep i can do that yep oh that sounds like fun yeah travel i would love to travel i had never traveled in my entire life so talk a little bit about like that part of your role here because most of us work in one building in Pennsylvania you do not (laughs) yes so it was quite a change like you know I have a daughter and I didn't come into this marriage and kid free I came into this with a pre-made family so it was a huge filmy discussion sitting down will this work for us because it is it's like you said it's a lot of travel we cover all 50 states you know I have about 30 to 35 of them I have all of them right now but it's a lot going out. So I like sitting down, working with the different sponsor companies. I go out and like just today alone, I did a, a lunch and learn. I went out and I talked about credit reports like or credit scores, how to read a credit report, understanding how mm. to build or rebuild some of the tips and tricks to look out for, things to look for on those credit reports. So yeah. it's just, yeah. Good stuff. I, I, look, I, I know you're traveling all over. Uh, by the way, we'd still love an invitation to Hawaii. So by all yeah. means, we don't get there. <laughs> we'd love to. So, um, yeah. But, uh, I, you know, I know the travel can be hard, and I did it for a while. But it's also, like, just awesome. It's so rewarding. It really it is. is. And just to meet with folks face-to-face. So as a virtual credit union, it's not like the face-to-face thing is our bread and butter, right? I, so it's that was always the fun part for me was, like, actually just sitting down and getting to know folks and – and I enjoyed that very much. But that being said, like you, I left daughters and my husband at home um, for the five years that I was doing all that traveling. And, and you know, things come up. <laughs> yeah. It gets hard sometimes. And I think about, um, you know, the lives of some of, our, um, some of our members who also do a lot of last-minute traveling. And, you know, they're trying to manage yeah. money in long distance ways and it can be a challenge sometimes to do all that so but today let's let's get to the actual topic um um, so kids and money so let's start with this um name a moment with your child that was like i won she gets it like about money where where was there a moment where you're like okay she's figuring it out this is really cool what would that be so shopping's always been a thing, you know, like going out. I like giving her either she brings her own cash or she earns money through chores. And it was always the looking for the deals, like make sure, you know, how much money do you have? What would you like? And how do you actually make this work? How's your budget going to work? This is real life budgeting for you. And before it was like, oh, this doesn't work, but I really want this or I did this and that. And it was, it's hard for me to even do it. And I always tell my people, you have to let your kids fail. You have to let them fail this because if they fail now, it's little baby stuff rather than when they're out on their mm. own. It's big stuff. Yeah. So it finally clicked in one store, you know, school shopping like last year. So oh, OK, great. Yeah, actually, actually last year she's like, OK, so I need new sneakers. I need some undergarments, which would be embarrassing me talking about that. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, I need this many pairs of jeans. And of course, you know, kids want to go to whatever is in style and what's going. And I said, you do you want to shop around? Do you want to check clearance first? How's your budget going to work? Or what means most to you? Your new sneakers or this many pairs of pants? And she's like, I really like those new sneakers. Okay, then your budget has to work. And she was sitting there. I think we were in that store for probably 30, 40 minutes. And the, the, the clerks kept coming around like, are you guys okay? She's sitting there counting her cash and figuring it out. And I didn't want to rush her because, you know, then it's right. too much. But She got it. She figured it out, and she was so happy, and she was like, I still have $3 left in my budget. I would like to go to Dairy Queen. (laughs) (laughs) And there we go. (laughs) That's fantastic. So So Dairy Queen for the win. Yes. That's great. That's great. So what do you think has been one of the tougher things, like with finances, just helping kids understand, in your experience? 
for me, it's how much is too much, how much is too little. And it's a line that everyone's going to struggle differently. I never had that experience. I didn't understand money. That was never talked about. It was hush, hush. You don't talk about your finances. I let her know, you know, this is what we're spending money on. This is where mommy and daddy's money goes. This is what we have to save for. We can't just, you know, go out and buy that new thing because we want it. And then it, it the hard part comes into play where sometimes she's like, oh, I don't think I want to do this extracurricular activity because it's very expensive mm-hmm. and it's not in the budget. And then I was like, this, this is a little different than new toys. <laughs> <laughs> if it's something that you want to do and you want to expand, as long as you're going to finish it, mommy and daddy will make it work. So yeah. it's how much is too adult and how much is, is too kiddish. So it goes back and forth. I hear that. That's, that is, that's, those are the rough moments. I, 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 I'm thinking back to your first story, and I have a moment that resonates because I have a daughter who um, here at USCU, kids can get checking accounts when they're 13. Mm-hmm. And so I did that because I was just, I'm one of those crazy moms, you know, I'm like, I want you you to learn how to use the debit card, you know, before you're leaving and going off to school and whatnot. And, um, and she got declined at the register because she didn't have enough money in her checking account for the thing that she was buying. So talking about those lessons, like those hard lessons that feel like she did it in front of friends, (gasps) you know, like it was horrible, but it was a lot better to do it then than to wait till she's at college getting books and filling her tank and buying food whatever and like really needing to understand Money. it so yeah i i am i'm a firm believer in the it's okay to fail mm-hmm. kind of mindset and uh and the earlier that you learn from things the better yeah absolutely yeah better that little register fail than the rent check so yeah so then i will sit on the other the other end my daughters are quite a bit older than yours um, and so the win for me is now like that they're post college and they're married and yeah. like one uses an online budgeting system like has an app <gasps> to budget and I'm Good. just like I'm good so job proud. mama <laughs> no and the other one I don't know if she does uh, an app or not but they're both really they handle their money very well and um, you know she cleared some college debt in a crazy short <sighs> period of time so you know just it's great on the on the other side of it to go wow. Something stuck. <laughs> that's awesome. Something worked, you know, and that's 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 always an awesome thing. So um, today, you know, I think there's just so many things out there that we can um, talk about when it comes about kids and money. And I know our listeners are like, okay, great stories, ladies, but what are you going to do for me? Now, I hear you. I, I hear you. So um, the credit union actually has some really great resources, and I mm-hmm. thought maybe we could just talk a little bit about some of that. Um, I know that you train to it quite a bit, so I don't know if you wanted to talk a little bit about a Cue It Up oh, I'd and love to. Um, what that all does. So that is probably one of my most favorite platforms here. And it's not only for the teaching billing going out to our partner companies. One thing I say, regardless of what I'm teaching, is kids can also look and use at this. It's very user-friendly, and especially teenage years, like – you you went through it. They just don't want to listen. Mom and dad don't know anything. Like <laughs> I don't know. What they don't know what they're about. going through. Yeah. <laughs> so and sometimes it's nice having that third party. Like you know they have the videos there. They're super quick, so that attention span works with it. Use if you're not going to use it yourself, let your kids log in and use it to get those basic basic budgeting, understanding um, how taxes work, understanding uh, how loans work. And, you know, what about saving for retirement? Because it's never too young to start for that. All of these little things, go to head to college. Queued up has all of it in a nice little compact thing. Yeah. And it just makes it easy. So the really cool thing is Queued up is actually like an online platform. So yeah. you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to buy anything. You just literally have to go on your phone on your tablet, on your PC, however you connect to the Internet. And um, at our website, uecu.org slash up, which is C-U-E-I-T-U-P. I always have to spell that because people are like, yeah. Q with a Q, Q with a C. <laughs> no, it's it up as in uh, because it's all arranged in um, playlists. So there's different playlists that kind of speak to different major topics of financial learning. And um, so we call it Cue It Up. And basically you can go in there and just, you know, six, seven minutes, you can get through a lesson, at least get through the information. Some of them take a little longer if you are engaged. 
um, because, you know, it might ask you in the budgeting one, for instance, it might actually ask you to input information so that at the end of it, you've actually created a bit of a budget for yourself. Um, so there's lots of great resources in there. And, you know, a lot of them are probably over the head of maybe a 12-year-old, but some of them are not. Some of them are, you know, basic checking lessons, basic savings lessons. Um, you know, I, I remember checking accounts with my daughters, like helping them write a check. Yes. <laughs> you know, and I remember back in high school where we learned that stuff kind of, you know, very mm. briefly in school. And I think they had some brief stuff on it in school, too. But, you know, who writes paper checks? Uh, I do. I Parents do write too. lots of paper checks <laughs> for all those little school things. We're forever writing paper checks. But, um, you know, just going through those lessons, I wish we would have had a resource like that when my kids were, were young teens. Um, and then getting ready for, you know, what was coming after college or after high school for them just to be able to say, look, I know, like you said, you don't want to talk to mom. I get it. Um, we're still going to talk about it because that's yeah. who I am. Yeah. But besides that, here's a really cool resource. Go for, you know, 10 minutes on your own and take a look at this. And Or I think the really cool thing, too, is with younger kids, do it with them. Like mm -hmm. pull it up on your phone and just walk through it. There's some videos in there, so that makes it kind of a little more understandable, I think, for younger ones. Um, but there's another great resource in there that I really love. Actually, two. There's one called Budgeting for Families, which is really awesome. Um, and there's a lesson in there for uh, conversations with family about money. And both of those are really great for, you know, talking to your kids or just, like, knowing at what age should I really be doing some things with my kids. Yeah. Um, but also talking to your parents. So I'm in that generation where, you know, parents and kids are kind of both, they're on their own, but there's yeah. a little less independence that maybe there was at one point. Uh, or... And my kids, a little more independence, but not quite full independence. You know, thankfully, they still call mom. Um, <laughs> but, you know, just I think it's neat because it really talks kind of the whole, all the generations. And just, you know, because we learned lessons from our parents about money. Good Some and bad. Good and bad. Mm -hmm. Good and bad. No, we did. I mean, yeah. no. and, and I think that's the thing is, you know, in some respects, if you are out there just living your life and you decide I'm really not comfortable talking to my kids about money. I'm just going to go. They're still learning from you. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that I don't think we always grasp. We're like, Oh, well I'll get to that. It, it's important, but I don't have time for that today. And then it's those little things about budgeting money at the store with their allowance or whatever that is. Um, or just saving money in general, oh. you know? Yeah, it's like, I want that. Well, you, you don't, let me open your wallet. It. How much do you have? I'm sorry, not today. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and probably not for until Christmas. Um, but, you know, those things are, are really important. But that, that Cue It Up resource really has a lot of different um, opportunities to um, kind of jump in. And there's a, another great one in there. I'm going to make sure I get the wording of it right. It is called Healthy Financial Habits. And that, I think, that one's a really great baseline because instead of getting into the nitty-gritty of a savings account, a checking account, a credit score, all those things, it really just talks about living within your means mm -hmm. and um, spending wisely, prioritizing what's important so that you don't spend on frivolous things. So, you know, I'm going to mention the budget word. So, you know, it's not about um, – it's not about – staying away it's how do I want to put this it's not about depriving yourself and I think that's what everyone hears budget and they go oh I hate it's that. the diet they, of money I, yeah a money diet like that's mm -hmm. what it feels like but the truth of the matter is when done well it's actually freeing because you're budgeting for fun too mm -hmm. so um so I would say if, if if there's one little tip that someone would take away from this it would be don't look at budgets as being a four-letter word like a diet and other four-letter words that we don't like, can't say out here. Um, you know, it is about freedom, and it's mm -hmm. about saying, okay, but we are going to have fun as a family, and we're going to budget for that so that every month, hey, what are we doing this month? And you can make a plan instead of saying no, 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 no all the time. Um, and it gives you the reason behind the no. You can still say no because there's going to be life that's going to come up, but – this is the reason why we can't do this. You want to go on that beach vacation this summer? This is why we can't have pizza every night, among you know health reasons. We can't. <laughs> we can't go to the the works uh, 
which is like a Dave and Buster's around us, you know, every weekend and spend all this money. This is the why. Yeah. But no, I love those two. I just taught on them and they're fantastic. It's, you know, we learned from my parents, you just don't spend what you don't have. And there was no other sto- reason behind that. And I get it. It's a simple statement. It makes sense. But why? Right. Like, wh- why? <laughs> like, yeah. Well, and today, I mean, information's at our fingertips more than ever before. And if we're not teaching them, they're going to learn from somewhere. And the yes. influences that are out there today are all about spending money. Yes. Um, that instant and, gratification. Yeah. And that's the big one. And, you know, so budgeting does require <laughs> a little bit of delayed gratification. Um, but the payoff of that is huge, you know. And, and I can say that being on the end of where I am now – it's not like both of my daughters are, you know, swimming in money. They're certainly not, but they're content mm-hmm. and they're and able okay. to manage. And that doesn't mean there haven't been hard times where they're like, hey, mom, I'm like, yeah, I can help you, but it's temporary. You know, I mean, so, but we work through it and we talk about those things. And so I think it really does pay off in the long run that um, having those discussions earlier about, like you said, small things. Yeah makes talking about the harder things later, the bigger things, easier. easier. Mm-hmm. Because you've at least opened the conversation. I, I know for me, um, history for me was uh, my first job out, uh, in high school was actually working for a local bank. Uh, I was sorting mail, nothing very awesome. Um, <laughs> you know, but that grew over time, and I ended up taking, you know, doing, uh, calling people to let them know their CDs were coming due, and then, you know, that was the outbound stuff. And then finally I took loan applications over the phone. And I'm going to tell you what, um, at 19 years old, taking loan applications over the phone was eye-opening. Um, mm-hmm. And I always say to people, I'm like, I wish every kid, like, one year of military service <laughs> and one year of like working for a nonprofit organization that serves the community and one year of financial something, you know, because I learned so much not like what not to do mm-hmm. by the, the kinds of loans that people were calling in and begging for because they had they were just in a bind. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, at 19, 20, 21, I'm telling people, I'm sorry, we can't approve you for like I wasn't making lending decisions let me be very clear I was relaying the lenders decisions at that time but you know I had to make those phone calls and say I'm I'm really sorry we can't help you with that and I would have to help them understand things like okay you have $80,000 in credit card debt and you're trying to consolidate it into a personal loan and the challenge there is if you don't make a payment it hurts us a lot yeah if you don't make a payment on your 10 credit cards it hurts all of them a little so it just we can't we can't in good conscience huge risk. do that kind of you know have that kind of risk, and so you know it was a lot of educating. But in the process, I learned so much about credit and credit scores, and so um, I feel like I'm jumping ahead. We'll get back to credit in a moment. So you know, let's take a step back and go. All right, so let's say up to ages five, six before they're entering school. What are some things that you think um, are are good ways to kind of enter that conversation about money with younger kids so yeah five six oh gosh I know Dinah's only 11 but man it's looking <laughs> back no but looking at that five six range that the kindergarten first grade kind of stuff it really comes down to just the very very simple things like you may not be giving them an allowance maybe it's you're bartering with different snacks different toys and stuff I do that I did that a lot like listen you you can't have this snack now or this close to dinner I I know food and money doesn't seem to make sense, but it somehow it resonated with my kids, so maybe it'll resonate with yours. Um, or actually yours. Yours are all grown. <laughs> Sorry. But again, it's it's starting that delayed gratification, and that's where that little bit is. Having you know your birthday money, maybe not going and spending all of it on the mm. new toy. How much are we going to save for the future? There's a bigger toy that you want. Can you save birthday and Christmas money? Or you know, grandparents, they're always sending cards with five bucks in it. Like, <laughs> let's wait okay, for the next. I like, like your grandparents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's wait for like the next random holiday, like yeah. you know, Same President's Day, Day, right? Yeah, <laughs> here's five dollars and some stickers. Um, right. <laughs> can you wait for that? It's that little thing, like okay, we can save some of this out, but we're putting some more in your account for later because you're going to want this later. Mm-hmm. And then at five, you know, they have like the little cars. I'm like, we're going to start saving for your big girl car, like when you're 16. Little dollars here and there is going to help with everything. But I'm 16 is so far away. Yeah, it does. I know. I'm not saying all of it. 
just I'd like you to, to take us what do you think would be best for it and seeing them think about it at first they're not going to put anything in they're going to put a dollar in two dollars in but right. then they're going to get that monthly statement and they're going to see it growing and that's sometimes where it really lights that fire like they want to put more money in because they see it getting bigger and bigger yeah so. I agree and I think like piggy banks are great at that age but they're also really easy to take money out of yes so it's a great place to store things temporarily um, and then like okay once a month or every once in a while like let's go through that and decide what's going to go into your big girl bank account mm-hmm. you know and and open that savings account and put money in and like you said then when they see the statements they're like oh wow but of course then it's that moment like well I can buy that bicycle I want no that's for your car later let's start another account yeah. for that. another budget <laughs> we can do that and yeah. we have yeah yeah um so it 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 is fun i think when they're younger like that um try to think some of the things that we did well even just like educate like give them a dollar mm-hmm. and I say okay we're gonna go to the grocery store and here you have three dollars and you can choose what you want to get with that if it's a snack or if it's a little toy or if it's something for the dog or whatever it is that you want, and then, like, helping guide them. And I will tell you what, I I do not have the patience of a saint. Um, so those things, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not, like, saying I did that with every store run. It was infrequent, to be honest, because there's days you just have to get in and get out. Um, but those kinds of things, even if it's not their money per se, but it also takes some of the argument out of, well, I want this, and I want that, and I want this. Does it fit your budget? You know what? Here's your budget. You have $3. What are you going to get with your $3 mm-hmm. today? And then, you know, obviously, they like some food. It's not like we didn't always sneak a little extra food into the basket. <laughs> yeah. But always there's other more. Yeah, but there's other ways. And I, even just understanding coins and dollars. Um, mm-hmm. Or I think my favorite one is, like, that the little plastic card in Mommy's wallet isn't made of – like, it's not magic. Yeah. Mommy goes to work. Daddy goes to work. We put money into an account. You know, it's like this is the money we've worked for that we're spending. You know, I think it's just those little lessons because it does look like magic card. Wow, mama can buy anything. And why did she say no? <laughs> we did. We had that conversation. So I had to consciously make sure that I was using cash more, especially those youngers, because they don't, again, understand it's that ma- it's a magic card. Like I can go buy anything. No, like let's, here's the denomination. And I'm going to tell you, it was rough for a little bit, a couple months. It was getting cash out and like paying for groceries. It becomes a pain. I never did it. (laughs) I'm just so afraid. Like I don't want her to like have the struggles I had. So this is what the denomination means. The coins were hard because counting coins up were a little bit much, but like dollars and stuff. Like, yeah, I think it all, it all plays together, but I think that's a lot. um, Parent attitude about money is huge. So, you know, and look, we're all in different situations. We're all in different stages of life. Mm-hmm. And there are going to be times that are just hard. Um, and I would just say, you know, I don't think it hurts to tell your child, uh, you know, that there's limits to what you can do. And sometimes, like, the car breaks down and you have to get it fixed. And now I can't do I have to, I have to take money from something I wanted to do. And now I have to do with that something that I have to do. So it's that wants and needs conversation. And that's hard. It's hard, um, especially when it impacts your kids. And it just, it feels even worse. You know, when you're like, I'm sorry, we can't go to that movie or we can't do pizza tonight um, because we kind of got caught off guard. So, um, you know, I think it's just a matter of picking your battles and and recognizing it doesn't have to be every shopping trip. It yeah. doesn't have to be every time you pull out your car that you're having a lesson. Yeah. But it does, it, like your attitude about it, I think, speaks a lot. I know, like, my parents were both bankers. So, um, you know, and... and you got that uh, <laughs> well, but, but the interesting thing was, like, I don't, I don't necessarily remember us talking about money. It's not like we sat around the dinner table and talked yeah. about finances and money. I just knew that it was important. Um, and I would hear funny stories, you know, of customer situations. <laughs> My mom worked in a customer, like a, um, a customer information center. And so, you know, she would always come home with these crazy stories, you know. And so I think sometimes I learned from the crazy stories just because that's what was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I won't relate any of them here because that's not fair. Um, <laughs> I did not ask her permission, so I won't do that. Um, but, you know, I think we learn in all different ways. Um, so, yeah, starting early, three, four, five, six years old, and just giving them opportunities to kind of make money decisions where you're guiding, I think is, is huge. And 
it's an overwhelming time. They need you so much all the time, and it can get tiring. And I get, I like, I, real life here, folks. <laughs> you are not going to do this every day, and no. that's okay. But don't shy away from it either. You know, don't yeah. don't be afraid to have some discussions about it. Um, when you're in an even keel, like you know, when everything's kind of going, it's a it's a good day. Today's a good day to give Susie three dollars and decide what she wants at the grocery store. <laughs> I, I will say this: I wish I would have learned that trick earlier because I actually think it would have hit off a lot of temper tantrums if I yeah. had just said, "You get to decide." Even though it would take yeah. time, it wasn't. I want. I want. I want. I want. You know, then it would be those moments of, "Well, I do want that, but how much is that? Oh, I only have three dollars." And helping mm-hmm. them see it like that would be. I would have been far superior than a temper tantrum. <laughs> Far but, superior. So, and yeah. The other kind of real life thing there, going back to what you said, Janine, about, you know, when the car breaks down, mm-hmm. you know, we still budget for those things. Yeah. That's one thing. It's hard to let your kids know. You know, you want to shield them from life, but letting them see, oh, you know, this didn't go as planned. I'm going to have to take money from here. We're not going to be able to do this. Not saying that you're failing, but seeing those downs are just as good of teaching moments as saying hey these are the fun things these are the prizes we get we did we did everything we could but we still just wasn't quite enough but this is how we're going to work through it and come out the other side yeah i I agree i actually think we learn more from those moments um Mm -hmm. than we do sometimes the good things you know um and those moments can be really hard and and look i'm sure for some of the folks that that are listening that you know, you've probably hit some real rock bottom moments. And I think we all have to one extent or another. And it, and it kind of depends on the situation you're in, who's there to help guide you through, who do you have as a resource for yourself <laughs> when you're going through those moments. Um, and it's not, look, it, no one is living in an ideal world. And so we all falter. So I would just say, give yourself some grace, forgive yourself for the errors and the mistakes. And if you're listening, if you're sitting here and you're like your daughter or your son is 14 years old and you've never really talked about money and you've just kind of made the decisions, it's not too late. Mm-hmm. Even if they're 20 or 25 and 27, <laughs> ah, you know, it's not too late. It's not too late to talk about money and, and to do it in a healthful way. Mm-hmm. Um, the queued up resources, by the way, I will make sure that those go into the show notes. So you'll have some links to all of that um, in, in the show notes for today's um, episode. So, you know, you can look for them there. So I apologize. I should have said that earlier. So you weren't writing them down. Um, (laughs) But if you did, uh, good reinforcement. So that's all right. Um, So, okay. So let's talk about um, kind of that next phase then. So, you know, they're now they're elementary school, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe into middle school. They're probably not driving yet. (laughs) Um, They're probably thinking about it, some of them, but not there yet. So what are some things you think we could do kind of in that age group that makes it a little bit more real about finances in general, like just good lessons that, that we can go through there? So this is reinforcing kind of what you were doing when you were younger. This is where either they're having allowance, maybe they have one of those under-the-table jobs, kind of things like that, mowing lawns. This is where it comes down to they need to really kind of understand budgeting. Maybe they want to go out with their friends Friday night to the movies. Okay, do you have enough money for that? Yeah, I do. Now remember, Saturday you want to go and you want to go to the mall with your friends and you want to shop for whatever you want to shop for. Do you did you budget for that as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I budgeted for that. I budgeted for that. I'm, this is a real life story because it's happened. <laughs> Cue the debit card being declined. Yes, <laughs> yes exactly. <laughs> it has, and that's what happened. And like coming home sad, like I didn't have enough money to buy that. Why? Because I I may have gotten like three candies at the movie theater, which you know you need a, almost a loan for anyways, um, <laughs> and popcorn. <laughs> yeah, like these are the things. So it's reinforcing that thing, like you making sure these are the plans. Even if it's not the same week, are you going to have some sort of income to make the plans for future? And yeah. it's those little budgets and letting that debit card fail, letting those you know maybe you can't go out at all because you don't have enough money to do it. And so then, alternative plans. What can you do? Invite your friends over. Mm-hmm. Mom will buy food. What do you yeah. <laughs> You know, watch a movie, play video games, whatever. You yeah. know, have, have a bonfire in the backyard. Well, one that I create, not that you start. Yeah. But 
<laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, it's also <laughs> like sometimes it's just alternative planning and, and mm-hmm. just being aware that, you know, money really does come into play more often than you think. But then I'm going back to something that you hit on earlier about, you know, saving for the car. Like this is a prime time for them mm-hmm. with uh, Christmas gifts or um, mm-hmm. birthday money and little jobs that they might have. And just, okay, so let's talk percentages. Like sometimes I think that is a, a really good way to help kids like instead of looking at oh I have twenty dollars and well how much do I want to save for my car I'll give you two bucks mom you know or or is it you know what you get cut money in all these different ways what how what parse what percent of that would you like to set away so that you know when it comes time to buy a car and you know maybe we'll match it or something yep. like that gives them an incentive to want to do that and and to put money away. And then, like, when you agree on a percentage, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you got $20 and you're going to save 20% toward your car. That's $4. Mm -hmm. And then, like, it's just, oh, yeah. It just is easy. It helps ease that instead of everyone being a major decision. Like, well, I really wanted that $4 to so I could buy that $20 item with my $20 check. Yeah, well, let's. Talk. I have some sweeping you can do in some laundry. Well, let's go. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, and it was interesting. I was reading something about like the difference between allowance is kind of like a salary, and um, doing extra chores is kind of like having a, a side job. Hmm. So I thought, well, that's an interesting little tax. Like I would don't know that I would have looked at it that way, but I did get to the point where my kids got older that you know they started spending money at the school lunch like. You know, crazy. Is that, that hit us. Lunch? We had that discussion. <laughs> my husband, and we had it with schedule with my husband's work friends. Like, how many snacks are you buying at school? This kid's going through like $40. I don't even spend that much on lunch. Well, it's funny that you say that because honestly, we were at the point where things were really tight for a while. And my kids were getting an allowance every week that mm-hmm. they had. We got to the point where I stopped using the, uh, they had to use cash. Because I'm like, you are not just putting your thumbprint down and buying whatever. Because, like, the way our school yeah. system was, there was kind of a, a digital system of some kind. Mm-hmm. And then mom would just get a bill that says, hey, we need more money. You know, our, and I was like, okay, after a while, I'm like, I caught on. You know, like, I, I'm not stupid. And I caught on that, like, they were buying ice cream and they were buying oh. extra drinks and they were buying snacks. Yes. And I'm like, okay, guys, um, you have, and I think, I'm going to say, no, it's a while ago. But let's say I was giving the $20 a week. But they had to buy their lunch out of that cash. So that's the way that we did it for a while because they really had no concept of how much they were spending Mm -hmm. in that school cafeteria just because they wanted a snack or they wanted an extra drink. And I'm like, "Uh, you can bring a water bottle from home. You know, you can grab a snack at home and take it with you if you're allowed to eat in class. That's fine. But you Mm -hmm. don't have to buy it there. But they weren't aware. And I will tell Mm -hmm. you this. Uh, schools, I love you. I love what you do, but you don't put prices on things. And so a lot of times they would get through that line and they were just grabbing things and not realizing what came with the lunch, what was extra and extras were like twice the price Mm -hmm. of normal. And, you know, so I, the only way I could teach them was I'm like, okay, you're getting $20 cash on a Monday. So if you want money left over for the weekend, then be careful what you buy for lunch. And so we took them and I'm, I'm sure that they hated me. Because, like, all the other kids are just putting their thumbprint Thumping. down there and paying for the whole thing. I'm like, nope, 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 you're taking cash. Um, or you're packing a lunch or you're doing whatever. But the funny thing was my husband at one point is like, $20. I don't get $20 a lot <laughs> for lunch. I'm like, yeah, oh, it's crazy. So I think another thing that we can really do with that middle school age group is, I mean, we've talked about it a little bit, but really making sure that they get that checking account. Because, you know, I realize that, you know, we all have digital wallets and all that kind of stuff now. But the truth of the matter is most of us still rely on a checking account to manage things in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yep, that means they got to learn how to write a paper check for as long as that's still a thing. And at this point, we are still not a paperless society. So um, we do still need to learn how to write paper checks. We need to learn, you know, to only spend what we have. And that's important, you know, even if it's not a month-to-month statement, you know, checking the statement to make sure it's penny-to-penny. It's going online. You know, it's like I always tell my kids, like, everything registers pretty fast these yes. days. Not all of it, but pretty fast. So, you know, go online, log into your account on your app, and see how much money you have, and then think about, oh, is there something missing? Or, you know, actually on our system, you can put in a transaction. Like, you can say, hey, I spent 
this at whatever store, and you can actually exactly. add a transaction. And uh, you know, on our PC, I think we can do that today, so that you can begin to get an idea because mm-hmm. it'll subtract out that money, even though it's not a real transaction. It'll help you track. So there's different ways and different tools, and there are great online apps today for budgeting and all kinds of things that that kids can use and learn from. Um, cue cue it up i mean there's you know great opportunities there to learn about it too so um yeah i think it's it's wise to start early and i'm not sure if i wasn't in this industry if i would have thought oh my daughter needs a checking account and a debit card before she can drive (laughs) um but the truth of the matter is it made a lot of sense because the kids were shopping and they were you know going places with their friends and they were gonna i'm dropping them off to have dinner somewhere and picking them up i didn't do that often to be very honest i I trust my kids, but I don't trust everybody's kids. That's what it comes to. Yeah. I don't trust everyone else, not even the kids. Yeah. So anyway, but there there's great opportunities for them. And, and now, like, ordering off Amazon. I mean, that's the thing, right? So I want them using their own money. Yep. I want them to learn how to do that. And you need a card. A debit card works. So, you know, those are great ways to, to teach those middle school uh, middle schoolers about money mm-hmm. before it is something major and important. Yep. Um, but, okay, so let's jump to high school. Um, so high school, let's see, what are the milestones? Driving, we've talked yep. about that. Um, getting a first job, like real job. Real jobs. Right, yeah, not just doing chores for grandma or, yeah. or me or someone down the oh, street. Oh, no, you still can. You could do both. Oh, that's true. They can. They can still earn some extra cash under the table that way. Let's talk about mom. some taxable. Yeah, taxable, taxable stuff. Um, uh, funny side story, and I'll promise not to tangent for too long, but my daughter decided to – do work for a cleaning agency so she was they treat she was a subcontractor so literally she was 17 eight years old and we had to do self-employment so just a word to the wise like be careful what your kids first jobs are because that pain became a very big tax pain PETA uh (laughs) yeah uh, very very early on but anyways you know you live and you learn so she learned very valuable so it's funny thing is now she's self-employed today so oh, she's she, doing she stuff as a freelancer, free. and she's still like, okay, this is a lot. I'm like, yeah, it is a lot. I remember, and I wasn't, you weren't even doing that much then. But, um, but so, so, yeah, first jobs, they're thinking about what's coming next. College is a big one. These Trade are, school, college, whatever yeah. it is, mm-hmm. secondary education is very rarely free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no matter what the politicians have to say, it is very rarely free, and if it is free, it's usually tuition-free in some circumstances. Yeah. But it's not life free. And um, yep. so there's a lot going on there. And I will just say, just as kind of a heads up, our next episode is actually going to be about paying for college. So we'll save that deep conversation for um, for the next episode. But there's still important lessons with kids, I think, about that whole choice. Um, so uh, I, I know I've gone through that stage. You're not there yet, but I know you've taught about it because you know it's coming. So even at the age that your daughter's at today, like what are the things that you've talked about with, you know, what's coming next, the car, the job, education she, after high school? Like what are the next things that you're talking to her about to help her get ready for the financial aspects? So definitely talk about college and trade school a lot. I let her know that, you know, both are obviously an open option. But like you said, it's still going to cost money. Mommy and daddy are are saving up some money to help, but we're not going to be able to do everything. So, you know, and it's very basic. Like she's 11, so we're not going super deep into student loans and like deferment and stuff. (laughs) I could. Yeah. And I just, but I see the eyes glazing over. Yeah, that's. And that's that's when I lost her. (laughs) Yeah, no, important to stop before you lose them. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Leave them wanting more. (laughs) Yes. But just understanding that, you know, even if you stay local, you know, driving back and forth, gas prices, you hear us complaining about them. Same way with the car. It's more than just the purchase of that car. You need to have insurance. What is that entail? What does gas entail? Hey, we have to save money for when it breaks down. Uh, mm-hmm. You're not getting a new car either. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, not that we are completely removing ourselves. Like we will be here to sure. help, but we aren't, you know, the bank of Simmons here. Yeah. So <laughs> we're, no, we're going it. through it too. But yeah, those are big. Those are conversations we still have now. And, and I'm crazy like you are. Like, I'll throw them in randomly. Like, if we're stuck in a car drive or traffic, my daughter hates traffic. <laughs> Mama's got to talk. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 
What are we going to talk about today? Uh, anything, Mom. The weather. Could we not talk about finances? <laughs> Don't you talk all week on this? Yes, I do. But, I, again, it's that fear of I want you to have that better life than what I had. Yeah. And if you know these basic concepts now, let's go. Like, keep it going. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I was I – mean, you say about being crazy mom, and I, I am a creative spirit. So, you know, like doing this, um, you know, social media posts, uh, creative writing, I, I love that. Like that's my uh, singing, all that stuff. Like that's just who I am. But I became a spreadsheet crazy mom. You know, like honestly, I, I uh, you know, working in this industry, obviously, mm-hmm. we always have spreadsheets that we've got to look at and learn how to do and different things. So you, you touch them somewhere along the way. And I'm like, okay, that could be a really useful tool. So, yeah, I was the crazy mom who preparing for college um, and having these deep discussions with mm-hmm. my daughter because we did start in probably around 11, 12, mm-hmm. saying, look, I wish that we could pay. I wish that everything. we could pay for everything. And honestly, you know, like my parents covered almost everything for me. That's awesome. And I wish that I could have done that, but times have changed in 20-some years. And... <laughs> And, you know, that's just not feasible today. And so, like, yeah, we saved some. Frankly, not as much as I wished we would have. So, A, it kind of became, okay, this is how much we're going to give you. Some of that is what we've saved. Some of it is I'm budgeting into my life. Like, to be honest, travel oh, soccer was yeah. over, and I knew I would have oh, travel yeah. soccer money to you put money towards now. college. <laughs> so, so you, know. you did pay for all college then, just from soccer money. I get yeah. it. I get it. But, you know, but I built it into the budget. So, yeah. you know, a lot of times, you know, and like I said, we'll talk about paying for college in the next one. Uh, but, you know, for all of you out there who were like me, who kind of got to 12, 14, 16 and went, I haven't saved enough. Don't panic. It's okay. Don't panic. You're not alone. It happens to the best of us. Um, even the people who work in this industry, it happens to mm-hmm. the best of us. Absolutely. Um, and so just be honest with yourself. Be honest with your kids about, you know, the limits and say, you know, what do you want to do? And and let's look at, well, what's an entry-level salary? If you get a job in your field, mm-hmm. let's look at that. Because all this information's at our fingertips today, which is yes. awesome. Like, just to be able to go out to salary.com or whatever and find answers to, well, okay, that's a great choice. And if that's what is fulfilling to you, wonderful. Let's look at this. What kind of a lifestyle is that going to give you? Lifestyle is the big one. What kind of lifestyle do you want? And are you uh, the kind that you don't mind working nights and weekends? Or do you want a Monday through Friday, nine to five or eight to five, whatever? Yeah. Um, You know, like, what is it that you want family wise, you know, and they're not going to know the answers to all these questions, but it's okay to have them thinking thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I was, like I said, it's crazy person spreadsheet, like, okay, this is the school you want to go to. Here's the salary. If you get into that field and this is how much that school is going to cost. And this is how much the school is going to cost. And this is how much mom and dad are paying, by the way, same amount, no matter what school. And this is what mm-hmm. you're left with, you know? So be honest with yourself and be honest with your kids about the debt they're going to be left with. Uh, debt in and of itself is not always a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It can be a very useful tool. It can purchase a very good education, whether it's trades. I mean, we know you yeah, have, you're working with it. guys that are working, um, and not just guys, I'm sorry, did, yeah. <laughs> uh, people who are you know going into the trades, and they have to fund that training too. Um, so uh, you know, it's one of those things where, well, talk a little bit about that. I know recently you just came back from an yes. event. Um, talk a little bit about that and how that plays into this conversation a little bit. So, uh, yeah, we just started doing financing for trades, which is fantastic because there's just not a lot out there. And again, always been super, super passionate about trades because it's what keeps America running. I don't care who you are. We need doctors and lawyers. I totally understand that. But I also need someone to keep the lights on and the water running. <laughs> so it's, I mean, it's those kind of things and understand that that's okay. Yeah. So not only is it teaching that, but just the money-wise, like, it typically is significantly less to go to certain trade schools. Now you have, you know, continuing education afterward that you're always going to be pumping money into. Right. Um, husband's IT, so especially that. Some <laughs> of the certs he has, so like, are yeah. you kidding me? That was my first two years of college just for him to study for a test. Pass or fail is how much you're paying for this stuff. So, yeah, ongoing education is big today. Yeah. So there's that aspect of it. But, no, yeah, working with uh, specifically linemen is what this trade school is helping them go through it's still costly for them to do it for the, the week course that they have to go through understanding i have these conversations with these guys letting them know like you know this is around about what your monthly payment's going to be 
Now you're going to be in school. Are you choosing to work while you're in school? Are you going to, now that you have time from now till you start, are you squirreling that money away to have savings for those payments? So even though, you know, my little phone conversation isn't going to a full budgeting lesson, which each one, sure. which I could. But <laughs> Do you have it's, an hour? No. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, hey, okay, so what's your housing? What's your gas situation going back and yeah. forth? Like save this money back so you have it and you're ready to go. And it's the same thing with college. Are you going to be driving? Are you going to be staying there? You know, mm. you said tuition's pay, but what about room and board? Right. Meal plans? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a whole other one. Don't even get me started. You think cafeterias <laughs> at high school are bad. That's even worse at college. <laughs> anyway, anyway. But, yeah. So it's really cool, though. I know that um, that you were just at a graduation ceremony yeah. for a group um, in, in southeast Southeastern, not PA. Georgia. Georgia, that's right, Georgia. So, um, but it's neat to see, you know, opportunities coming up. And I think for me, my husband is in the trades. um, So, you know, I often look at this and go, you know, it's a totally different mindset today. I think there's kind of a renewed um, respect for the trades. And partly that's because if if any of you lived through COVID like I did, um, it's hard to get a tradesperson to come to your house. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Because there's not enough of them out there. And so I know, like, the lineman school and all of that, that's the same thing. There's just not – so many are retiring and not enough are coming in. That's the big thing. And the truth of the matter is, you know, we need those workers as much as we need college graduates. Um, maybe more. Yeah. They're both important. <laughs> I just think it's, Very, yeah. I think it's fair to say that every, every kid should have the opportunity to understand both well – Mm-hmm. So that they're making a really solid choice and not just the, well, so-and-so is going to college, so I have to, too. That's and that's, a huge I think thing. that's kind of where we've, we're coming from that. Like this, the pendulum kind of swung all the way in one direction. And I think now the pendulum's swinging a little bit back towards center. We're not at center yet, but we're getting there. Um, but, yeah, but I think it's important to talk to kids about all those different options. But talk about, you know, what is the average salary of an entry-level person in those jobs? And what kind of a lifestyle do they have? Is it, are they on call? Linemen are on call, by the way, just saying. Um, you know, it, or is it, you know, a fairly stable daytime job? Or do they love hospitality? Well, okay, great. You want to be a chef? Perfect. That's nights and weekends. So is that going to fit the lifestyle that you want? for you and your family. So it's those kinds of questions. It isn't even really about money sometimes. It's just like, what kind of life do you want to have? But money comes a lot into play to it too. So that lifestyle comes too. Like if you have a kid who is, likes the finer things in life (laughs) and you know, you want to go be, I don't know, like a, a freelance, you know, I don't photographer. know. A photographer. There we which, go. Which, which they make, make good, good money, money now too. Yeah. You make good money doing photography. I'm not putting it down. But you got you got to work your way up to that or if right. you you want to be you an work art hard. student, you know, it takes a while to get that stuff moving. Are you willing to give up the lifestyle you have monetarily for that? And do you really need to go to a, a $50,000 school. school even four year to do this? Right. Is it something you can take little classes? It's again. You don't have to go super in depth, and we won't because I know college is, a, is another yeah, podcast. But we'll but be talking about paying for college. It's a college. little bit different okay. than okay. really about preparing for the choice. And I think that's what we're yes. talking about today: is how do you help them make that choice um, about where they want to go, what they want to do, and and you know, there's a lot of online learning today that mm-hmm. didn't exist when I was in school. And so, or me, or me too. Uh, yeah, so. I mean, there's a, you know, like there's a lot of opportunities for them to you know certificates through major companies and um, things that they can do online learning today that didn't exist. I mean, they've been around since before COVID, some of them, but I think COVID really really ramped ramped up up. a lot. So one of the, I guess one of the bonuses, you know, is that there's, there's great learning opportunities for kids today that don't necessarily have to come with a huge price tag um, that can be valuable. But I'm going to say all that and say, but there are some positions that you absolutely need a college degree. Absolutely. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. No. Um, I support education. In general. Period. So, mm-hmm. you know, something to get them trained to be able to do something that they feel good about doing and that they feel that they're talented doing. Fulfills uh, them. There's nothing better than watching your kids do something they love. Yes. And, you know, I mean, for me, you know, that was soccer and it was band and it was musicals and it was all the things that my kids did because my two daughters are like night and day. They did everything opposite. That's um, fantastic. But, you know, volleyball and track and all the things that they did, I loved that. But now that they're young adults, watching them 
you know, struggle. But, Mm -hmm. you know, there was some struggle in the workplace sometimes, you know, where it's like, this isn't what I want it to be. And I'm frustrated because it's not moving fast enough. I'm like, yeah, just give it some time. Yeah. But now, you know, now they're a little further along and they're both really happy with what they're doing. And and that's a blessing, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So it, it is, though, those conversations back in junior high. Where I think prepping um, them mentally, yeah, prepared them for it in high school. That absolutely got them ready. So I would just say this: I, I think we could talk about this forever, you and I. But the truth of the matter is, um, have the conversations, talk with your kids about you know the kind of life they want to have, mm-hmm. and and really ask them the deep questions and listen. Yes, that's the big thing. Be okay. What their view in the future may not be what you have, and that's a big thing. You, we're still trying to you know, fight that stigma of trade schools, uh, blue collared, like dirty workers. And it's coming back. I think social media has a ton to do with that. Yeah. I think COVID, like you said, finding someone to come to your house, finding a mechanic, you know, that's a big thing during COVID. Yeah. It's, it's swinging that pendulum back and being open and, you know, you're going to want to fight. Like, I don't think that's going to work, but you got to just kind of ease it in there. Cause if your kids are anything like I was, or maybe you were, if mom and dad tells you, no, what's the first thing you're going to do? that thing <laughs> yeah sorry mom if you're listening yeah. of course I love you, not. mom of course not uh, <laughs> but yeah I, I get it and I, I think it is important to listen to them and see what it is that they want and, and recognize that um, a four-year degree isn't the only way to have a financially stable mm-hmm. life because you and I have worked with side by side absolutely a lot of tradespeople in the natural gas industry in the electric industry um, energy industry beyond and they're they may or may not have a college degree, depending on the position that they're in, but they all have training of some kind, yeah, like significant oh, yeah. training of some kind. Um, and they're they're doing all right for themselves. You know, I mean, when you look at what their entry level wages are for some of that, it's a lifestyle choice. Some of them, because you might not be working 40 hours a week. You might be working two months a week <laughs> in the south after a hurricane. You oh. know, I mean, there's lots of different things that happen. Um, but it's 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 something that we should discuss that, that mm-hmm. we should really talk to our kids about. And so that they understand all the different options. Cause there's just some kids that are better working with their hands. And I got mm-hmm. news for you. That's not about intelligence. A bad thing. That is no. nothing about intelligence because if you saw what some of these trades people have to do and decisions that they have to make, I mean, especially if you're talking electricity and natural gas, like you don't mess up. Messing up is not an option. No. And there's a lot of calculations and different things that go into the safety and to make sure that like, that I have computer to the uh, that I have electricity to this computer right now, right? There's a lot that went into that that we just take for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, I have such respect um, for the people that we've inter- yeah. you and I've both interacted with over the years, and um, and I've learned a lot that I just had no idea, you know. So That's it's the, yeah. very very eye opening, um, but great opportunities for kids to hear about too. Mm-hmm. So look for alternatives, and I think those are all good things to, to think about. The other thing I'm going to tack here on the end before we, we should start wrapping this up at some point, because Paul and I could talk forever. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> is uh, credit. And I just, you know, oh, you, yeah. you did a training today on, yes. on credit. And, you know, once they're getting into that high school age, it is a really important time to really begin helping them understand mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. credit impacts their life. So, like, take a moment here and just talk about, like, what are the things that people are surprised to hear, like, my credit score is going to affect that? Yeah. So it's it's before it was like just getting a loan, your interest rate. Oh, well, I'm not buying a house for a while. I'm not, I'll pay cash for a car. I don't really care about my credit. Well, now it's going to an apartment. They won't rent to you if your credit score is a certain thing. Getting utilities is the difference between having to pay a huge fee up front mm-hmm. or not at all. And psycho mom alert, I talk about <laughs> I talk about paying bills now. I don't go in. I talk about credit. And she's like, eh, it's a number that you're going to have to worry about a little bit older, but you pay your bills on time. This is what's going to help with that. So it's all these little things that you don't even think about. Yeah. Jobs even. Jobs will pull, they your, pull credit. your credit. Not just in finance. No. They'll pull your credit. And, you know, again, you don't have a certain score. You might not get the job regardless of how intelligent you are. It's showing how you can handle because if you are not financially well, you're typically very stressed. A stressed employee is not going to be as productive as an unstressed employee. Yeah, unfortunately, so, it's true. It's yeah. unfortunate, but it's true. And and I think, like, the paying your bills on time. And so this is one thing that I know that I've, like, we all carry up. A computer in our pocket, in our hands, 
It has a calendar. It has a yes. reminder system. Like if you are a person, and I don't care how old you are, whether you are 15 and paying on something because you helped, like you used your yep. mom's credit card to get something and you're paying it off monthly or whatever. I don't care if you're 15 or you're 50 or you're 60 or you're 40. It doesn't matter how old you are. If you want to improve your credit score and you are not one who pays your bills on time, just change that. Yep. Well, that that's my tip for the day. Tip for the day is pay your bills on time. And if that means setting a monthly reminder on your phone to say, hey, pay your UECU visa. I promise you I have them. I have them on there for uh, the major credit cards that we – well, I'm married to a tradesman. We have Lowe's and we have yeah. – <laughs> and I have and I have an Amazon and I have UECU. You know, like yeah. I have all these things, but they all have different date, due dates. And I am – like a horrible check writer. So I use bill pay in our checking account system because I can set it and kind of forget it at least to cover the minimum in case I like totally blow past it. So I just have it set like every month. It's just going to send to those certain things that Mm -hmm. we use all the time. Um, And I have it set on my phone. So I'm like, oh, that's right. It's due in four days. Like it literally says pay UECU due in five days. (laughs) I do. That's That's my calendar. That's the name of my reminder that pops up on my phone, that's on my calendar. Um, We have all these wonderful tools at our fingertips, uh, and so leverage them. Your kids are on the phone all the time? Great. Use it. Teach them how to use it to make their life better because credit score, as much as it might feel like, especially if you're in that situation where your credit score is maybe not that great today. We've all been there for whatever reason, for different reasons. If paying bills on time is your thing and you have a phone – Use the tool that you have. Um, If it's just that you're in a bind because of health concerns or medical bills or things like that, just be mindful, you know, of the choices that you're making and and work with people to get through it because there is a light at the end of the tunnel and it's not the light on the front of the train. I promise. Like, (laughs) it really is. If you work at it, you know, all those things out there that say, oh, we can fix your credit score in in two weeks, Mm, please uh, just recognize that it's, a credit score is about your patterns. It's a pattern of how you pay your bills and do you pay on time and do you do you meet your financial obligations? And it's going to take time to change a pattern. So pick one thing, one thing. And with your kids, phone, man, they're on the phone all the time. Okay, I'll be honest. My husband would tell me I'm on the phone too much. So, but just use the tools that you have at your fingertip, and and it really does make a difference long term. People, I don't think they understand. Like, is it 35 percent is payments? 38 percent. The biggest chunk mm-hmm, is making payments on time. Your credit history. Yeah. So you know, you might think you have. Oh, but I have plenty of money. Yeah, but are you paying your bills on time? Yeah. That's like the biggest thing. So it's no joke. It just it's a financial responsibility mm-hmm. thing, and it makes your life easier. It makes your life life cheaper because yes. you're not paying higher rates. You're not having to go to a special place to buy a car because they'll give you this, in essence, what becomes a humongous like 25% interest rate. Credit card car. Oh, you know, all of those crazy things um, that just don't help in the long run. So it's so worth taking the time to do that and helping your young adult understand it. Hence, cue it up. There's a great great seven minute thing on there i know i'm beating a dead horse no no this is a good dead horse yeah (laughs) don't listen out if you're done listening cue it up is where you need to be like if if you've tuned out that's where you need to go yeah that's just it so all right um so we have talked for a long time and i promise you as listeners that um you know some of these will go long some of these will not go this long but when you have two people who are passionate about the topic and both paul and i really do Uh, We both have kids, and we're both just very mindful of making sure that they learn important lessons that maybe we didn't learn or that we did learn and we want them to learn from us and not learn the hard way. Um, I just, uh, you know, it's an important topic, and there's just a lot going on. This It's Financial Literacy Month, so another Mm -hmm. great reason. Favorite month. I know. Uh, Another great reason, you know, just to pull in and talk to family about money. So um, any closing comments you want to offer, Paula? Any tidbits of advice? Anything we missed. It's never too early and it's never too late. Just have those conversations regardless. Um, and if you need help, call us. I love that. <laughs> yeah, honestly, and I, uh, I'll say that's a key. It's never too early. It's never too late. So don't beat yourself up for past decisions. Um, mm-hmm. I got news for you. I learned a very valuable lesson at one point, and it was all those things that I regret, I can't do anything about them. They're yeah. gone. It's over. The poor decisions I made, and I made plenty. 
um, I can't change a single one of them. I can only change today. So if you haven't done it yet, do it today, right? I like it. Okay. Well, thanks so much for yeah, joining for me on me. the inaugural uh, episode of the UECU podcast. Paula, I really appreciate it. I appreciate your time. I know you're busy and you have lots of training to do um, and just had one today. So thanks for sneaking us in. Um, I will ask you as our listeners, obviously, this is all brand new. And so we are looking for feedback. So look for us. Uh, we, you can find our podcasts. Uh, we'll be listed on our website at uecu.org slash podcast. How's that for original? <laughs> uh, but you'll also be able to find us on all of the podcast apps. So, you know, look for us there. Share the news. Um, and talk with us on social media. We'll be presenting a little snippets of, um, of our monthly um, episodes on social media. So we'd love to actually extend the conversation with you. So on Twitter and on uh, Instagram, you'll find us at, at UECU happy. So all one word. And on uh, LinkedIn and Facebook, you'll find us under our very formal and much longer name, um, Utilities Employees Credit Union. So you can always go there, jump on those uh, little snippets that we're going to share there, and uh, you'll get a link to the, the full episodes. But also, we'd love to hear from you. What are your tidbits? You know, what are the tips that you have for teaching kids about money? And, you know, what's worked? What didn't work? It's You know, we learn from both sides. So um, I encourage you to reach out. And as always, uh, UECU can be found online at uecu.org. Um, and for those of you who are listening to this, whether it's when it's come out brand new or months or years later, um, if you don't know who UECU is, we are a credit union. We've been around since 1934. Um, we are virtual in that we have literally one office in Pennsylvania. So we serve utility and energy industry workers and their families nationwide, all 50 states we have members. Uh, but we also serve residents of the state of Pennsylvania through, and I'm going to read this because I'm going to get it wrong every time, the Pennsylvania American Consumer Council. Um, we uh, are partnered with them so that uh, residents and workers in Pennsylvania can join the credit union. And I just wanted to say, you know, there's lots of ways that we help people um, kind of get through good times and bad when it comes to money. And I just, you know, don't ever be afraid to ask questions. So my, my parting tip is we're here for you and we would love to chat with you. And, uh, and we just look forward to getting to know you and for you to get to know us a little bit better. So thanks for joining us today at the inaugural edition of the UECU podcast. Have a great rest of your day.